everyone, and welcome to Almost. This is your host, Hung. And this is Nola. And you're listening to episode two, Almost Pickleballers. Today, we're, we're chatting about transitioning from college to the adult world, touching on post-grad depression, and trying to discover new hobbies. With this episode being titled Almost Pickleballers, I have a confession to make as the resident pickleball enthusiast. It's probably been over a year since I've actually played pickleball, and I still love to claim that it's something that I have a real passion for, but if I'm being real, I think it's just something that I really love the idea of. The reason for that is because pickleball for me was a way to find community after uprooting myself from college, and it really was one of the main things that pulled me out of my post-grad depression. As for myself, I only know how to play pickleball because Nola's aunt taught us how to play pickleball. And I brought it back to Columbia with me after visiting her in Kansas City and created a little group of friends and we just kind of played together. Um, so for all people who are listening to this, thinking that you're listening to a series about pickleballing, you're not. It's just friends <laughs> who enjoy to pickleballing. So thank you for finding us and we hope you stick around. But in Alash Cali, similar to Nola Chan, um, pickleball was something that I picked up for fun while visiting Kansas City that I actually just fell in love with. This was a trip that I took with a couple of friends um, to Kansas City to see Nola. I believe it was my first semester of grad school. So for anyone who didn't know, I actually um, did my undergrad and grad school at the same university, but for me, it was a little bit difficult in the sense where being a grad student is very, very different than being an undergrad student. Um, I was working basically a full-time job, supposed to be part-time, but it was basically full-time while going to school full-time. And a lot of my friends had already graduated and transitioned out into the adult world. So a lot of them weren't living in Columbia. Um, and so for me, that was a really big transition and pickleball was this new thing that was trendy and very suburban very like dad sport that I was like wow it is like ping pong but bigger <laughs> I can confirm that for those of you that haven't ever played pickleball before you play on teams of two you technically could do singles and you play on a court that's a miniature version of a tennis court with paddles rather than rackets. And the way that I got into it is that my aunt that whom just mentioned got really into it, I think about two years ago. Sometime in 2019 on her travels, she heard of this mysterious game called pickleball and she brought it home to our family. And in 2019, that is when I graduated from college and I came back home and I had to spend the most amount of time I have ever spent with my family in the past decade almost. And originally when she brought it up to me, I just remember thinking pickleball, like I love eating pickles, but as a sport, what are you talking about? And I was very hesitant to even try it. I just don't like trying new things in general. It is who I am and it's something I'm working on. But after 
she brought our entire family out and we all learned how to play it. It became a really crucial bonding moment for our family because it allowed us to kind of work together in certain teams, we would always mix it up. And it was also kind of funny to see like how my dad and his sister, for example, play the exact same way. And it's just these little connections in this like kind of random sport that not a lot of people talk about because pickleball is not something that you go to college for or that's really popular um, in middle school, high school PE but it's something that anyone and everyone can pick up. And after doing that with my family for a while, it was one of those things that I brought to my friends and it kind of was met with the same reaction of what is this sport and why are you trying to make us play this? Because when you Google it, you get a bunch of like old people playing it. But after that first, I would say six months of learning how to play it myself, I was able to convince some friends to join a league with me. And that further helped me find my community outside of my family, um, but build those bonds with my friends, but also find a pickleball-esque community. I am gonna be honest, I haven't talked with a lot of the people that we played um, in our league with, but it was a good time while everything was still open and while the world was still normal to meet up with people every single week, recognize the same faces and kind of just have that common goal. Honestly, yeah, building a community around pickleball was was something for me as well. Even though I wasn't living in Kansas City, I didn't join the same league as NOLA. What I did, so it was like me and our other friend, Linda, we brought this sport from Kansas City back to Columbia, Missouri. And we formed this group me or this group chat called Casual Badminton Club. Now, yes, we also played Batman really bad, really poorly, but it was just a means for us to get together. And everyone in this group were like either older members that have been in college um, for a while now and or post-grad members who are around for grad school just hanging out or working in town and it was a very casual thing as in when someone had like the urge to play badminton or pickleball we just drop a drop a message in the chat and be like does anyone want to meet at the courts or at the field at a certain time we just get together and play and that for me was like a source of a source of fun that really helped pull me out of a, um, a very deep, sad funk that I was in. Um, I often tell people like, I experienced a lot of major transition from undergrad to grad because a lot of the people who were my big pillars in life had left town that year. And so when I started grad school, I was battling imposter syndrome, comparing myself to other people, but I was also having symptoms of depression, of loneliness, of decreased motivation, loss of interest, feeling very disorganized, just like a general sense of hopelessness. And it was really hard for me be to go through that because all the people that I would tend to like reach out to who were like very accessible to undergrad were now gone. They lived across the country. They lived in another city. They were doing other things. And it was just very different. And you're like, oh, but you just did grad school in Columbia. It's the same town that you've been in for like three years or four years. Well, like I said earlier, you're on a different like 
completely different schedule than undergrad. It's hard because I also did a completely different program. Um, I switched career fields. And so it was a very big transition time for me. But having that little club, this casual badminton club, CBC, um, <laughs> really gave me an outlet just to like hit up people to play, to hang out with, to chat with. And these people, some of them, a few of them, at least one of them, I would call like a best friends, but most of them are just casual friends that I've made throughout college. But it was hard. It took me a long time. I think for a while we had the chat and it was inactive and we slowly started becoming more active in it. And then when the pandemic started hitting, we became a little bit more active because we were outdoors. So we like allowed ourselves to be safe and play. And of course, when everything went to lockdown, we had to stop. But even though I graduated and left town, apparently the chat is still going with the people who are in town. <laughs> so it just became a source of people to play pickleball and badminton. And that's what I mean when I say I really love the idea of pickleball because for me, after college, it also became something to do because a lot of times when you reach out to your friends, so I had moved back home and a lot of my friends from high school had also moved back home. And as we touched on the first episode, Hoong and I are from the Midwest. And I will tell you, Midwesterners are pros at hanging out and doing nothing. Like a fun Friday night for us is going to Sonic. <laughs> but when you have graduated college and you've had all these experiences, it's a little bit harder um, to just text the group chat and say, hey, do you want to hang out but not have a plan in mind? And pickleball was one of those things where only a few of us needed paddles because you only can ever have four people playing at one time. And it was easy enough to teach everyone that it created this space of just community. And it's something that we can take from city to city. And like Hoon said, even though she's in Atlanta now, she still hears about people playing in Columbia. And for me, pickleball was also kind of a transition into finding other hobbies to have in my spare time, just because I, like post-college, always felt so alone. And by having pickleball, it allowed me to start building my community. And through building my community, it gave me confidence to find time to do other things and to pursue other paths and other um, endeavors that I didn't necessarily feel that I had the confidence to do before. Because for me, I don't know about you, Hung, after college, life kind of felt hopeless for a while because mm -hmm. I was just so uprooted and although even in college I didn't necessarily have a routine there's a sense of comfort of just being around people where I never felt alone nor did I really feel like I had to have hobbies because my hobbies at the time were studying or going and getting boba with sisters or just sitting around at the columns and so finding that one activity that then gave me a sense of, oh, this is life in the real adult world and how I can still have fun and like still find a sense of comfort was something that I like am very thankful for. And once 
the summer hits and things are a little bit warmer around here, I would love to pick up pickleball again, um, just as everyone around me is getting vaccinated as well. Yeah, I very much get that. Um, so like according to the Southern New Hampshire University, Dr. Lotes Nilsson, postgrad depression is a thing and very much like some symptoms that could be some factors that may lead to this is involving the big changes to our daily lives and disrupting our routines that we've set up for the past several years of being a student, the overall shift in mindset from student to working adult, and even connecting with friends and peers become difficult because the college bubble enables you to connect more easily to your friends and your peers. And then just difficulty acclimating to life in the mainstream. Um, these are the little factors that makes the transition really hard and difficult for people who graduated. And for me, I had to go through it, I would say twice, like the first time when I decided from undergrad to grad school, but after graduating from grad school and going from Columbia to Atlanta and just having to start over in the midst of this pandemic was very, very difficult. And for me, I'm an extroverted human being it was very difficult for me to not have people, like be around people to draw energy from because I needed that. And so here I am having spent six years of my life in college, university setting um, as a full-time student and working. And then now all of a sudden I have a new life in a new city during a pandemic where I can't see people with no one in town that I really knew about. And then I have all this extra time. And I really like extra time, what is that? It's because I really didn't know who I was. And for a brief moment, my label as a student was gone. And I had to ask myself, well, what am I now? Like, yes, I'm a full-time working adult, but now that I don't spend copious amounts of hours studying, what do I do with this free time. And of course, I brought my pickleball stuff with me. But who am I going to play with during a pandemic? And so I had to start asking myself, is this what hobbies are for? Is this why people have this thing called hobbies? At a certain point, I had to ask myself, what am I going to do to fill in this time? And like any young, I guess, Gen Z slash millennial, I watched a lot of Netflix and Hulu. I caught up on all the shows that I could possibly have wanted. But I also picked up a few other things. I decided to volunteer for the sorority and be on our national board. Um, and then I started reading again. I picked up reading poetry again, reading books here and there. And I even started volunteering for a group on our campus called the Junior Feminist Book Club. And I was reading to children via Zoom. I read this book or stories called, it's in a collection of stories actually called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls to a group of students from age six all the way to, I think the oldest we had in my group was like 10 or 11. And it was so, it was so fun. And I'm like, oh, this is what hobbies are. We talk about hobbies all the time, but now I get it because my life has been so consumed by college for the past six years, but yeah. Yeah, and echoing off of that, 
I think for me, I knew what hobbies were, but I as a person was very hesitant to really find any because deep down, I'm just a very competitive soul. I know it's not a good thing, but if I start something, I really want to be the best. I might be smiling on the outside, but on the inside, I'm crying a little bit if I'm really bad at it, which is one of the reasons why pickleball was kind of a struggle for me at first. And then I got into it because I was like, I'm not the worst, I don't think. And so when we went from this phase of being able to be around people and picking up these hobbies that involved others to being forced to just kind of sit there with our own thoughts and reflect on a lot of things. I also had to reflect on what hobbies would mean for me as a person. And so I, throughout the pandemic, rather than just sitting with my own thoughts, I actually took to writing them down because I will say, I was fortunate in a sense that working in healthcare, I still got a lot of social interaction, whether it be with my patients or my coworkers. So my life throughout the past year has never been completely on hold. And I know that is such a privilege despite all the stress and the whatnot that comes with it. Um, I prefer to look at it as, you know, from an optimist point of view, but going from work in that stressful environment to coming home, it made me realize that I had to find something to do with my time that would bring me joy. And along with journaling, I have also been reading a lot. I unfortunately don't have like a Netflix account at the moment. I had one for maybe a month, a couple months ago. Um, but the reason for that is because I knew that for me, I would like kind of fall into this trap of watching so much TV that I wouldn't get anything done. And I just didn't think that was like the best use of like my hobby time. And that's just me as a person. Cause once I get hooked on a bit, I'm in it for the bit. <laughs> Um, I have also spent some of my time volunteering here in Kansas City with an organization called Care Beyond the Boulevard, which has also helped me get out and get to know more people and build my sense of community that way. Um, it's been really tough, but I have found some things to do completely for myself as well. And right now, I think running is a big one, but I can't say that's going to be my thing forever because I think the beauty of finding these hobbies post-grad is that you have the time to really explore who you are as a person and as a person we can change and sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for that either and so with these hobbies we're putting a lot of these ideas out here so that maybe something we've said will resonate with you. Maybe one of you listening will go on to actually become a professional pickleballer, although we're the almost pickleballers, but it's just sharing different things that have brought us joy that can help you um, like find your own sense of joy as well. Okay, definitely yes. When Nola said earlier about her being a competitive person, I remember receiving text messages from her in class of her telling me she lost the league game and all she wanted to do was cry. And I was like, girl, you are in a league with, you are the youngest person in this league <laughs> um, and that it's okay. But also in general, I would have to say for me finding hobbies, yes, I fell into the Netflix and like 
Hulu hole, but I also recognized that it gave me a reason to ask myself, what did I enjoy a lot as a child? That's how I got into reading for kids. That's how I got into um, looking at children's stories and really like loving it because that was something that I love as a kid. I loved fairy tales, I loved books. And so I revisited it. And similar to NOLA running, I took a less um, cardio evasive <laughs> course of walking every day. I walk a mile a day right now just to keep active, um, but also as a way to decompress for my days. It's a hobby that I'm keeping for now, but it might not be something I take with me forever. I think one of the magical thing about hobbies is it's something that's more of a labor of love. You do it for enjoyment. And if you don't like it, you can always set it aside. You don't need to make a huge commitment to it. I'm not out here trying to start a business. I'm just here trying to do something that brings me a little joy. And I definitely agree with that. I think that a lot of times we also get caught in this mindset that hobbies are meant to fill our spare time. And that is definitely not the case at all. Even though we're no longer students, well, I'm technically still a student, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Even though we have this time to spare now and we have pursued these different hobbies, like Hoong said, it's a labor of love more than anything because giving yourself that space to be with yourself is a way to grow as a person and to really reflect on who you are right now and who you want to be. And these hobbies or these labels are just kind of a way to make it simpler to understand, I guess, but it's not necessary to fill every waking moment with volunteering or reading or every which thing. I mean, if you want to call napping a hobby, that's self-care, that can work too. Well, I feel like in terms of where do you start, um, like I said earlier, ask yourself what's something that you have done in the past as a kid that you really enjoyed that you kind of lost track of over time and maybe try picking that up again. Is there something that's caught your eye now that you've maybe seen an ad for online or you've heard somebody talking about that you just haven't had the courage to kind of jump into that's also something where you can get a friend to do it with you or reach out on your own just for the like sake of doing something or if you're like me where i like to research everything i do before i do it take a deep dive dive into the deep do some research see what you find about it see if you want to try it out and if you hate it, at least you know that you don't like it anymore. Um, and give, give everything a test spin just to see how you feel about it. And remember, hobbies, hobby doesn't mean you have to be outdoors all the time. It doesn't mean you have to be creating something. It just means you're doing something that you enjoy and that you love and that brings you more fulfillment in your life. Thank you for joining us for episode two almost pickleballers. Until next time, have a fabulous rest of your week. Bye.